Are you back? Do 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 do. Yes. Are you back? Do 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 do. Yeah, you are. Is Nate back? Do 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 Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL advice podcast focused on issues of love. Love for yourself, love for others, love for your community, love for your family, chosen or otherwise. Dog love. Yeah, you know. I, I know if I good. didn't say it, you'd say it. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's four bassy strings of beautifully dulcet tones love. Wow. I am resonant, yes. And I'm road not taken. And uh, today we're going to talk about a topic that I've been thinking about since the day I got involved in the community. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to oh. talk about what it's like to grow older. As you're an ABDL. Oh, this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, and I've got some weird news for everybody. This is going to happen to you. In fact, it's already happening to you. Every second it's happening a little bit more. A little bit don't more. Don't get f- freaked out. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's strange to say, but this is relevant to literally every person. And when I was, you know, 20, I, I never would have thought of it. But since I entered the community around age 30, which was uh, about 11 years ago... Um, it's something that I've thought about a lot. And in fact, it turns out so have a lot of other people because we have gotten a number of questions and just requests to talk about this, both in the FetLife group and to email and through private messages on Instagram. So it's an I'm, important topic. I think so. And I'm going to read a couple of them um, in just a moment after we introduce our guests. But just know this is something we get asked about a lot. So shall we meet our friends? We should. Let's. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to introduce you to two folks. You may have actually heard their voices on other podcasts. Um, so uh, you you can get to know them on our podcast as well. But the first time that I heard our friend Misty, uh, we met her by listening to one of our favorite podcasts, The Big Little Podcast. And this is Baby Misty. Baby Misty, tell us, tell us a little bit about your love. I would say my love is the human capacity to rebuild. So having that resilience to start over and no matter where you are in life, even if you maybe are a little bit older in your odometer, (laughs) the ability to say you're just a baby, start over, time for a new. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That's so beautiful. I I love that. And isn't that part of like the beauty of playing in this ABDL space is you kind of do that whenever you want. Yeah, you have this immortal childish heart. I love that. And um, we also want to meet our friend Zorro. And uh, Zorro, you've probably heard on a number of different podcasts, and I won't I won't spoil the surprise. Uh, Zorro can do that for you. But you may also know Zorro from his writing, and you may also know Zorro from his epic list of ABDL resources. So, Zorro, I'll let you talk about that. Uh, but first, if you don't mind, tell us about your love. Oh, my love... Uh, well, it's it's a most unique year in that I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan, mm. and for the first time in fifty years, I can say the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So Isn't I'm that something? This, yeah, I'm taking this whole year and just saying it as much as I can because at this rate, it's not going to happen again until I'm ninety-four. Well, and at this another rate, there may not years. be another Super Bowl, so you may be like a three-year champ. Yeah, the way things are going. I'm just saying, maybe back to back to back by virtue of nobody else playing. Oh, yeah. I like I like you a lot already. This is good, <laughs> uh, but uh, there's certainly a love for that. But I I, I really loved. <laughs> there we go. I really loved Misty's answer. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, along those same lines, I would say 
uh, I have a love for where I am because of where I came from. Mm. And I like to think that uh, every one little accomplishment in life can lead to something else, or every one little experience in life uh, can lead to something that may not have happened otherwise. So mm -hmm. I am not only, I not only have a love for where I am because of where I've been, but a love for what I've done and in certain situations, a love for what I didn't do. Oh, that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. And I do, I do thank you for, uh, speaking of the group. Uh, yeah. I forget when I started this. It probably has it listed somewhere on the thing, but on FetLife, if you go to my profile, Zorro Daddy, 10 letters straight, one of the groups that I lead is called the Ultimate Directory of FetLife ABDL Groups. And when I first stumbled onto FetLife, oh gosh, I think it was 2009, I think when I found it, um, there was a bazillion of, of, of ABDL groups all over the place. And I thought, wow, this would be really great to have a list. So and if I didn't want to wait, I decided I guess I'm going to create. So I created it, and I've kept it updated. It's... Mm -hmm. It's separated by uh, general topic but, and alphabetically, but also by states. There are uh, more than 2,000 groups listed on, on that group right now. Wow. Uh, That's if excellent. You, if, you, if, you're, if you live in Wyoming, there are groups, and uh, they're just, it, it's, it's a lot there. Take a look at it. There's kick groups. There's a Tumblr list, though Tumblr <laughs> might have seen its days. There's some on Twitter and whatnot. And there's also a listing of uh, events, conventions, gatherings, and and uh, get-togethers of the like. So it's and that's the, the ultimate, ultimate directory. The ultimate directory of FetLife ABDL groups. You can find it through my uh, through my profile. That number is staggering. That means that like, if I am a person with an ABL kink in northern Idaho who happens to have a crossover with Wookiees, you'd be like, yep, I have that group for you. Yeah. It would be – you'd be astonished. Like a lot of the groups are ABDL and insert the word. Yeah. ABDL and ice cream, ABDL yep. and this, ABDL and that, and it, awesome. it's really something else. Like well, ice cream makes perfect sense, but okay. Yes. Oh, that yes. one I get. Sure. That one I get. Right. Thank you for putting that together for all of us. We can all benefit. Yeah, that's from a great that. resource. So um, I, I want to dig into this topic, and I'm going to share just a couple of the questions that we've gotten because I think they summarize a couple of pretty common perspectives. One uh, comes to us from uh, DL Johnny 12 on both Instagram and FetLife. If you're looking to connect with DL Johnny 12, and the question is, um, how does ABDL and kink in general change? as we get older. So I think we could talk about ABDL, of course, specifically and, and kink in general. The second one comes from uh, Baby Quanta, who said, how does your perception of being little change as you and your body grow older? Does your little side grow or change with time? And I know at least a couple of folks on this call who may be able to speak to the little side. Um, and I would love to address both of these, but let's start with sort of change in general with ABDL and your relationship to kink. And I wonder if you'd be willing to share your age, if that's appropriate for you, and talk about maybe a little bit of what has changed for you over time. So I'll jump in here um, to our wonderful host and thank you for having me on. I am in my 40s, um, in this fourth decade of life, and in some ways being a little 
doesn't change for me. It's been a perpetual, it's been a constant, um, I'm factory installed. I've been into diapers as long as I can possibly remember. And I would say maybe that's the one thing that's remained constant. Um, what has evolved over time is self-acceptance. Thank goodness. Um, I think I've become less competitive. My closest friend is in her twenties. Uh, I think I'm a year younger than her actual biological mom, but we dress twins at all these conventions. Aww, and I would that's say, great. yeah, she's amazing. Um, but if I had been the same age as her, I would feel competitive. And I honestly feel that she is as if she were my biological little sister. Like I am thrilled with her accomplishments and what she's done in life. I will help her in any way that I can. And I think if we were the same age or if I were in my twenties, I'd be trying to say, who's cuter, who's getting more male attention I happen to be heterosexual mm. um, so that's evolved I think I've become a, a nicer person um, hopefully as I've gotten older I've become a parent uh, and I became a parent very late in life um, so I think to that end I think more about my legacy and how I would want my biological children treated in the community um, so yeah less competitive thankfully and probably even more of a baby because you let go or I've been able and blessed to let go a lot of the hang-ups the older that I've gotten just be like hey life is short I know mortality sans the hourglass I probably have less sand left than I did when I was in my 20s um, so that's the like hey carpe diem we need to connect with people we need to own who we are we need to be honest with ourselves and with our partners to live out who we really are what what is startling and, and gorgeous contrast that you're saying as I've gotten older I've gotten more access to being a baby that's so that. cool can you identify it all RNT I think I've definitely honed in on what I like more oh. um, and I've become more accepting of who I am yeah. so I can definitely identify with that my I'll talk more about mine later but yes I can definitely identify with that being true mm. and and you also called out this competitiveness which is not something I had thought about but man I'm curious do you think is it you're less competitive because you just don't care about competition anymore or just because you're not the same age as that person so the competition isn't inherent that's a great question I think um, growing up in a gendered society and being of a certain age there was a lot less girl power and female positivity around leaning in and helping up your peers and it was seen as like a competition um, at this juncture whoever's going to want to be with me is going to want to be with me um, I wouldn't want want anyone to feel like they're aging out of a community where if you look on Instagram, gosh, there's someone turning 21 every day. Like, how do I oh. compete with that? Um, but I feel like you need to, whoever you are, wherever you are, if you're playing that game of comparison, nobody wins. Isn't that one of those lessons of, of age that you just, you pick up over time? I totally agree. And... It, I'm still learning that. Like, I have to relearn that constantly. I think I've probably made strides there, but it nobody wins. It's something you need at 20, but you don't learn at 20. <laughs> right. You learn when you're 40 and go, man, I wish I'd known that yeah. when I was 20. This would have been very helpful. This would have been very helpful for me. I do. I would love to know, too, what, what about you, – you talked about this growth and evolution of your perspective, your access to your baby side. Have you noticed – on this other question of like, has your little changed? Have you noticed any evolution change in your little side? It's a great question. I would say it is also hard as you start refining 
um, to know what your likes and dislikes are. You don't want to get to a point that like, here are the five things I distilled down to that I need exactly done in this way, because then it will be incredibly difficult to play with other partners, connect with other people. And then you've kind of locked out all these other possibilities. Mm. So yeah, to a certain extent, I don't want to get down to here are the five core things that if you do not do them in this, like here's a syllabus and follow these yeah. precise steps. And if you like deviate anything, I'm going to be pissed off because you did not hold my baby bottle at a 45 degree angle. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. you also can't get like super anal. And that's probably the wrong choice of words in this podcast. <laughs> you can you, get super anal yeah, you if can, you want, if you want to. to. Hey, I don't judge. But um, <laughs> I think at a certain point, like you still need to remain flexible. And even though you learn more about yourself, you're never done. Like if you do think that you're done knowing everything there is to know about yourself, then you're not learning and you're not growing and you're not exploring. So mm. then you're dead basically. So stay alive and make sure you haven't shut things off. And part of being a little is that constant exploration and curiosity phase. So don't let go of that. But, you know, there are things that are hard nose that I maybe, you know, two decades ago would have been like, hey, let's try that. And now I'm like, I don't think so. Mm. So that would be the only thing to give you a completely mixed answer. You know, I think um, talking about getting to know your little more and getting to understand your little more is something I can identify with because whenever I first entered into this community and I was in my early 20s, I was treated as being little and as as a baby, I didn't have to do a ton of work. My partners were always a good bit older than me and I didn't have to do a ton of work to be accepted in that way. And not that I do now, but I do have to do the extra legwork to figure out who I am as a little versus I'm just little, I just Ah. am. Like I have to figure out who that is, who that part of me is. Oh, so people just sort of accepted this sort of blanket concept of little when you were much younger. Yeah, they're like, you just are. You just are. Just like in general. Okay. And now that I'm older, and it doesn't mean that people are going to treat me differently. I don't really get to see a lot of people, especially right now. Not right now, yeah. um, But for my own sake, I Mm. don't see, I have a harder time seeing myself just as little in a very blanket way. And so I have had to develop my little personality in a way that, fits me mm. and will hopefully fit me later. You it's, know? it's gotten more specific to you. It's become more personalized. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful. Oh. I wish I would have had it back then. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of Isn't there hindsight. Always? Yeah. yeah. Isn't there always? I mean, but it's cool that you're like sort of sharpening your pencil on like, what is little, what is my version of little? where it was a kind of a given. And it, it reminds me of my 20s in general, which was, I, I could, I wasn't sure. Like I could have become any set of personalities, morals, beliefs, behaviors, etc. And now that I'm twice that age, I now, I don't think that I'm ready to become all of them anymore. I've, I've made some choices along the way. Yeah. Based on what I've discovered about myself. Yeah. And you're describing the same thing for your little. Exactly. And I was always myself, but I, I dated, I think I probably dated... 50-50 men who were old enough to be my dad and mm-hmm. who were old enough to not like, I don't know, at least 10 years older than me. And so there was a lot of head padding anyway. And I was like, well, I just am. I'm just little. It's nice. Like, this is yeah. what I want. But then I have friends now who are little, who are a lot younger than me or who are big, who are a lot younger than me. And I had to make peace with that and say, okay, well, how can I access that anyway? Mm and find that even when it's not just being handed to me. Is it fair to use the word intentional to say that it's gone from being reflexive to intentional? I think so. Yeah. I think that's really, it's a really, it's been a really important growth point and I'm very happy 
that that's true because mm. now I have more insight and I don't have to require another person to like pat me on the head to feel little. I just can. You just can. Baby Misty, can you tell me, I didn't ask you that question. How do you feel about these changes? Um, that's a great question. And I don't know that I've really reflected on it. Um, change is inevitable, you know, like that's the only constant that exists in our lives and in our world, especially right now. So I think if you fight too much against the tide, um, that's again, wasted energy. Um, but I just feel like there's not much I can do about it. Like if you're talking about evolution or aging, I, I can't, you know, there's only so much moisturizer <laughs> I can use um, or maybe go under the knife. But I feel like as a person, so similar, um, you know, I got involved in the community very young. I happened to have been a club kid in Manhattan when I was about 14, 15. So I was always the ingenue, right? And then I got involved in kink super young. All of my partners were two decades older than me, uh, very similar. And then um, I entered the workplace at a really young age in a professional setting where people assumed I had to be older. So I kind of miss being like the pat on the head ingenue of like, oh my God, you're like 12. How are you in this job? Or like, how are you in this kink community? And like, people are decades older than you. So mm. I would say like, I kind of miss that because you get a pass. Like if you do something inappropriate or if you are naive or you're unaware. Um, and it's just like when I turned 40, I remember thinking it's not really the beginning of being old, but it's the end of youthful indiscretion. Like you can no longer say like, oops, mm. sorry. You know, like I, know. I was young. Yeah. yeah, I needed the money. It's like, all right, you're over 40 now. You need to get your S together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think to that end, and um, I'm not ready to embrace like necessarily quote unquote being old, but I know like youthful discretion is over in some way. That's also a blessing, you know, in some way that's like where you can give back that's somewhere where you can be the elder states person. So I don't know that there's any angst to have about it. And I do have to work on it. Um, resident. Yes. I have the similar, like I have to remind myself like, Hey, it's not over. And the truth is like the, the ball game's still going on. And um, to that end, like, it's only really over if you want to think that it is. Mm. I, I do. I do really appreciate this sort of series of uh, not contradictions, but they're tensions, which is that you're you're making choices about yourself and making like by virtue of doing so, you're ruling things out. But at the same time, you're working really hard to keep renewing and restoring that sort of baby-like, childlike wonder and innocence of, yeah, I don't, who knows what's next. And mm -hmm. I think that's really neat. That's a really neat uh, series of tensions to hold at once. So I'm curious, uh, Zorro, for your experience, if you could tell us a little bit about your age as much as you'd like to, and about your change or evolution over time in the ABDL world. I am 44, and I discovered that ABDL existed when I was 22. So I have now been living as long as I was living when I didn't know that anything existed at all. Um, You've hit the 50% mark. Look at that. Yeah. So, You're right in the middle. Yeah. So the midlife of my midlife <laughs> was the point in time when, when all of this crinkliness began. Uh, I would say uh, an, an evolution that I had was uh, what has changed, I guess, would be focus. And that was a change that took place fairly quickly. And, and I love what you guys were saying about um, RNT, what you were saying about how, how it is 
how it becomes personalized. And I, I love that everybody does that. I, I have yet to meet two ABDLers that, age players, that see it the same way or that even had similar origin stories. And I think it's great that we've got that variety. Otherwise, we would be stormtroopers. We'd all be the same. And while I guess that's fine, it just makes it more interesting that everybody has their own story, everybody has their own journey, and everybody makes their own choices. We come to the table with um, a, a very specific belief about it, and then uh, so many other things get factored in. And for mine, it was focus. Initially, I went from self to other, and I went there pretty quickly. Firstly, when I found it, the first thing I looked for were pictures of girls in diapers, I'll be honest. And boy, I did some Wait, those exist? What? No. Where do I find these things? Surprise! No, 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 no. Here's here's the thing, and this is I mean the pictures, not the girls. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. Right. Back then, they didn't exist. Right. Back then, they were the pasties, and some of them were pretty good. But a lot of these things, you have all these ABDL models, you've got clips for sale, none of that existed. You know, you might have had adultbabysource.com, which barely existed at that point. You had Bite mm-hmm. Mine and some of these older ones. But as far as, like, pictures out the wazoo, it didn't exist at that point. So when you found one and it was a new one you hadn't seen before, it was like, holy cow. <laughs> uh, but the focus went from that. And the next thing I, I looked for was uh, stories. And I found a bunch of great stories about these guys who were little. And I was like, yep, that's great. That's just the polar opposite of what I'm looking for. And I decided, you know what? What the hey? If I can't find them, I may as well write them. And it quickly went from self to others because I discovered a lot of really, truly amazing people. Uh, but uh, what's sort of changed is seeing to it that other people... Uh, have that great discovery too. And if there's mm. anything I can do for that, whether it's helping with a convention or putting up a munch or writing a story that maybe somebody gets a kick out of, that seems to be the greater passion as I've gotten older. It's a, as far as self goes, I, I get a lot out of that from doing those things. Although initially I was looking for those pictures. <laughs> I really was. Well, so, what a cool benefit of, of, of age in the community though, is that you went from, you know, your gratification being very singular and individual, uh, which is great, to getting to a place of actually your gratification isn't seeing other people have the same discovery option that you had and the same discovery opportunity that you had. Yes. I, I think that's really neat. I would say one of the best things that's happened to me in the time that I've been a part of the ABDL community is the fact that I've gotten older. It's actually one of the greatest benefits because what it means is you have experience uh, whether you're part of the community or not you know w- with a few more years under your belt and a few less hairs on your head uh, you will indeed have more experiences to reflect upon and uh, you have the ability to help others and it's a good feeling you you can never do it enough you can never do it enough man i i feel you on that one it for me very similar in that there was a turning point where it went from how much can I get out of this experience to how can I get more out of this experience by giving other people this experience and hence things like the podcast. Yeah, right. Like you set up different, you set up different, um, different things to do. You, you lend a hand, like you are one person of many. And that's another good feeling too, knowing that it's not just you there. Okay. Another crazy memory that comes to mind. It was Capcom a few years ago. 
um, Squee. I, I got in touch with Squee, and I was like, Squee, I have this crazy idea for a class. We'll have to get in touch with the crew out there and see if they want to do it. But the idea was tips and tricks. And it was just a bunch of, we brought everybody into a room, and uh, Squee and I sat in the middle, and I pulled out um, a, uh, a dry 24-7 diaper that I got from Rocker. And I, got, I pulled that one out specifically because it holds a lot. And um, I pulled it out, and I unfolded it, and I showed it around because it has, like, that perfect square fold. I was like, there is no human body in the world, you know, that, that, is, gonna, that is shaped like that. And unless you're diapering SpongeBob SquarePants, this isn't going to work. Don't so body I, shame SpongeBob. Oh, yeah, I'm there just, we go. I'm just kidding. I'm He's kidding. so absorbent. Well, he <laughs> He's already absorbent. <laughs> and porous, absolutely. And porous. So I, I, I took the diaper, and I took it, and I scrunched it up. I was like, do this before you put it on somebody. And the whole yeah. point of the class was... Uh, the whole point of the class was to offer up, you know, things that you know that perhaps somebody else doesn't. And the fact that somebody else doesn't know them doesn't mean that they're stupid. means that they don't have the experiences yet, or, or they just didn't come across that information. And it turned into a really neat thing. I actually learned that you should never use fabric softener when washing cloth diapers, as it eliminates the absorbency. I didn't know that. Oh, because it puts that weird, like, plasticky coating on them. Yeah. It, so I it, it, just it, learned that just, just now. Today oh. I learned. <laughs> right this very now. This is the benefit of aging during the podcast. I was there today years old when yeah. I learned. <laughs> Don't put yeah, do that. on cloth diapers. So I, I'm so impressed with all these, like, evolutions and, and growth points. I just think that's really neat. All right. Can I be a brat for a second? Sure. I will say in the evolution of having been in this community since the 1990s, um, to Zorro's point, that I'm just a little bit salty and a little bit jealous how much there is out there today. I know. <laughs> At end, like, you can go on Amazon and buy a million ABDL products. Like, I had to look through a Sears catalog when I was a kid or the phone book because yep. there, the internet was like ARPANET because I'm that old. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say in some ways it's amazing. And I think the fact that it's ubiquitous and someone can know that there is a community um, at such an early age as opposed to fearing you're this Medusa freak-like kraken creature that will never find a partner or, or never. <laughs> be able to disclose this like you could be in early early adolescence and say not only are there thousands of people and like pre-pandemic there were gatherings of thousands of people um but you can roll into an event using zoro's list you know in your town wherever you are once a month and grab a cup of coffee and meet someone face to face that oh um is well adjusted and doesn't mean that it's going to undermine every other sector of your life. So yeah. in some ways that's awesome of having done that journey from the 1990s of being an adolescent and there being nothing. Um, and I think it's amazing that it exists, but I'm still a tiny bit jealous. I, you know, Misty, I'm right there. I'm salty with you. Like I remember looking it up in the dictionary, like in my high school library, like <laughs> diaper, like, is this going to teach me something? And looking for, there were mailing lists where you would mail a piece of paper with your address on it, and they would mail you back stuff. Yeah, mine it, were chiseled, you know, on a stone tablet. No joke. Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm a little salty, but at the same time, I'm also like a thousand times grateful because I don't want anybody else to be 30 years old and wondering if they're the only one in the world. And 100%. And, and yeah. RNT has expressed that doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen. Well, it didn't happen to me. I'll say that. You'd, um, ha you'd have to try pretty hard to be that isolated yeah. at this point. 
can I jump on the salt train, but uh, yeah, in a different way? By all means. Um, sugar, to- sugar and spice. Go for it. <laughs> spice. I choose spice. Um, I wasn't completely transparent about the fact that even though I am very happy to be where I am now, where I was in my 20s looked like a completely unmedicated ADHD frazzled girl mm. who like, yeah, I'm into it. I'm into whatever. Just like. And I wasn't very um, kind to myself. I don't think I was very kind to myself, but I do think that my self-confidence when it came to ABDL was a lot higher than it is now. And I'm just entering the point where I feel like I'm aging uh, like out of like the young community. Mm. So I, I am experiencing, I think, some of that um, negativity. And I don't think I was completely honest because I, I feel like... Um, when I look in the mirror, everything is not as little as it looked before, mm. um, quite literally. And um, it's a little bit harder around people who are really, really young sometimes for me to feel good. And that might that might just be me and the work that I need to do. But um, I do feel like I know myself more. I'm a better little, I'm a better person, I'm a better partner. And I really wish that I could have Benjamin buttoned my way into this and like started mm. at 31 and like worked right. my way back to 20, whatever, may, 23. May, may I ask a question to that? Uh, RNT, when you were in your 20s and, you know, looking back on it now, you're like, my gosh, I was just, I was frazzled and I was all over the place, or at least that's sort of the memory that you have of it. What was your instinct when you were in your 20s? And certainly this is obviously hindsight, but uh, when within that age, uh, what was going through your mind? I think my my kink life sort of just fit my my life, so I wasn't too concerned with the frazzledness. I was sort of a frazzled young human being, um, but I also was really, really seeking acceptance mm. and um, seeking affirmation. I wanted someone to see me in a diaper and a onesie and be like, "You are cute and little," mm. because that. I mean, we've talked about it very briefly on other podcasts, but that was just not my upbringing. I was just very much a tiny adult, and I wanted for the first time to be seen that way. And I sort of ran at it with my eyes closed and my arms out at the full speed, like just run at a wall. Like I didn't know where I was going, but I mean, I dated Nilla's and told them about my fetish and was like, what are you into? We'll try it. Um, and I think, I think rightly so they were like being self-aware and like doing the work, but I just, was just like, I just wanted it so badly. And then I found out that I needed to start seeking older people. And even that was only successful because they had what we're talking about now. They kept saying, slow your roll, mm. take a breath. That self-awareness. That, yes. Yeah. That, well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to jump in on two things. So I don't want to conflate that age equals wisdom and youth means cluelessness because there are plenty of young people that are wise um, and and in some ways super woke and super self-possessed and super self-aware and they're two decades younger than me and I have much to learn from them but the thing that I wanted to remind ourselves and there's research to back this up that people are able to look back two decades prior and say like gosh I was dumb but are not able to project out you know what 10 years from now you're going to think of 2020 and it's probably a bad year example but to be like <laughs> hey I was a dumbass when I was 40 something right. when you're going to say that when you're 50 right and people are able to look back and be like oh that was silly and like now I have it together but they can't project out and say in 10 years or five years I'm going to say you know I really had to rethink this. So we are all evolving. 
Um, and I, I want to say that it is hard and it wasn't until I got back involved into going to events that I was afraid to show my face because I wasn't 20 anymore. Right. And my idea of going to a convention was everyone's going to be, uh, a millennial and like, it's going to be pointless. And it's funny cause I went to Teddy con, um, for the first time. And I spoke to this amazing woman who is in her sixties and she's beautiful, mm. um, and beautiful inside and out. Right. But in my mind, because of the society that we live in that prizes female youth, you know, why Britney Spears was famous Zorro is because she was projecting a, a youthful image that was borderline inappropriate. And that's why hormonal, you know, middle-aged men were, that's why she was famous. That's what got marketed right um like how do you operate in a world that prizes female youth as beauty um as you are in a fetish that is about being an infant and being a baby girl like that's not easy and i feel like that woman from boston empowered me to be like oh wow she's still out there she's got this um she's empowered by this and i don't have to let it go there isn't a turkey popper thanksgiving day turkey like okay, you've turned 40, you can't be a baby girl anymore because it's embarrassing. <laughs> I was seriously afraid. You know, I was. I was sure. like, how am I going to show show my face? Um, I think it's hard for any human that continues to age in a society that's obsessed with youth. And it does have that extra layer being in the age play community where it's all about looking super young, people. Yeah. You have just uncovered, I mean, I think the question you asked that was so astute and difficult to answer Um about how in the world do we do this in a place where we are essentially, culturally, not just in the ABDL world, but we're culturally extolling the virtues of feminine youth. And here we are with all sorts of genders and all sorts of ages. How the hell do we pull this off without being intensely uh, uh, ageist, sexist, and problematic in, in most every way? That is a perfect topic for part two. So I'm going to pause us here on part one because I want to dig into that. I'm not going to, we're not going to shy away from that question. It's a tough one. Um, and this has been an incredible first discussion. We're going to take a break for this week and talk about this in part two on aging and ABDL. Anything else RNT we should say at the end of this episode while we keep people in suspense for part two? Take your vitamin C, wear masks. We love you. That's pretty good. I'll also say if you want to get in touch with us, you oh, can yeah. do the, we I should mean, say you, other things. I, I, I mean, I was thinking and vitamin C is a great idea. And also, if you want to get in touch with us, yeah, then you go to FetLife and you can find us at Love and Brief. Um, we have a group. You can find Resident Yes on there. You can find Road Not Taken on there. I do recommend messaging Resident Yes as he is much quicker to respond. Yeah. Um, and we have an Instagram, Resonant Yes. And we also have a Gmail account, loveandbrief at gmail.com. That's so right. So get in touch. We love to hear from you. Ask all your questions, please. But stay tuned because next week we're coming back with uh, part two of this discussion with Zorro and Baby Misty on aging as an ABDL. This has been Love in Brief. Love in Brief.